What is up? This is John Calvin, and you are listening to the Steadfast Devotion Podcast. What is up, everybody? I'm glad you've joined us for a new edition of the Fiery Five Devotional. Now, you're probably asking yourself, driving to work, listening in your headphones with your friends and family or your dog beside you and your couch scratching his ear. John Calvin, we just listened to a Fiery Five devotional last week, and it was amazing. First of all, Aaron Rangel did a fantastic job, first of all, yes. But we, this is the week where we're supposed to listen to a new episode, a full episode, and this is a fiery five. What, what's going on? Well, we got some news. Next episode starts season two of the Steadfast Devotion Podcast. Say what? Yeah. New episode next week is starts the second season of the Steadfast Devotion, and Trey and I, we just finished actually that episode on Christmas Day, and y'all are just y'all should just prepare yourselves, be ready, buckle in. Everything is about to be crazy next season. Another thing I like to say is thank you. You guys have been amazing, from the text messages to the DMs to the phone calls to you know the old-fashioned letters to the new-fashioned emails. You guys have been amazing on supporting us, and we like to say from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. I'll do it from the old PBS way. For viewers like you, thank you. <laughs> Anyways. Thank you so much for for supporting us. And I'll say within the next season, we'll have new ways of supporting us. Uh, we have some new ideas, and hopefully they'll all flourish through. But what you're doing right now, even though it's a recording and you're just listening to us, you are impacting a world by your viewership. You're saying, how is that happening? Well, by the way of rating us or reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or listening to our episodes on the Apple Podcasts or sharing our uh, episodes on spot from Spotify, from Instagram to Facebook, you are widening out our audience to a new generation, to a group of people who've never even listened to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that's why we like to say thank you to you. This is the podcast for the people to reach the lost for the kingdom of God. Thank you. Now, let's start off with this fiery five. If you have your Bibles with you, beside you, pick it up. Go to Matthew chapter 14. If you are driving, do not pick up your Bible. I beg you, drive look at the road, watch the signs. We don't want to be the cause of a wreck. Please, just listen to us. We know God's listening. Oh my gosh, we don't want you to die, please. <laughs> Anyways, if you got your Bibles, go to Matthew chapter 14 with me. And it, we're going to verse 22, and it says, Straightway, Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side, while he was set the multitude away. And when he had set the multitude away, he went up to a mountain apart to pray. And in the evening was come, he was there alone. 
But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. Then the winds were contrary. Now, this particular uh, passage, we've all heard it in our classes. We all heard it in Sunday school. My, my Lord, we've all heard it up on the pulpit. We've, we, we talked about this around our friends. It's the story of Peter walking on the water. It's, it's such an amazing, um, it's amazing passage. And why you're asking, why are you talking about this? Well, there's something simple that's so powerful about this passage. Now, to give you a little context of this, of chapter 14, before the disciples went on the boat, before Jesus told them to go on the other side, Jesus just done a miraculous miracle of feeding the 5,000. Wow. Amazing. Your faith has been like grew it just doubled by if you were there you saw Jesus just make bread and the fish and just start feeding thousands of people your faith was rising up but there's a moment in this passage that when Jesus tells the disciples go on the other side I'll meet you I'll come back just go on the other side I'm going to go on a mountain to pray and at that moment, the disciples go out into sea. In the midst of the sea, the storm, the winds, and the waves started to go contrary to their direction. And something so simple is that literally just at that moment, they just saw 5,000 people become fed. And now they're in the storm, on a boat, heading to the other side of wherever they are. And Jesus is not even with them. Their faith rose, and then now it sank in the matter of a day. Who knows how long it took them? But they have just realized that they are now stuck in the storm without their Savior. And it says, continuing on verse 26, and this is, or let's go back one more. Go on to verse 25, and it says, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, Be a good cheer in his eye. Be not afraid. And in this part of the passage, I think it's super cool to see that when they saw Jesus, it was on the fourth watch of the night. Now, I did some studying on this fourth watch, and actually, the fourth watch of the night is right at the moment of daybreak. Is that crazy? Jesus is walking on the, on the water at the moment when the sun rises up. It reminds me of a song that says, Sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Darkness may conform your life. It will be a storm around you, but the, the light will always break through the darkness and will walk upon your storm. And Jesus was there and he says, be not afraid. You, you, the disciples, be not afraid. It is I. I come in good cheer. Don't be afraid when you see Jesus in your storm. Don't be afraid where you are. It's just a season because Jesus is there for you and he'll come at the right time and at the right moment now it says in verse 28 and Peter answered and said unto them Lord if if it be thou 
bid me to come to thee on the water. And Jesus says, come. And Peter was come down off the ship, and he walked on the water to go to Jesus. First of all, it's not complicated to follow Jesus. It's not a set of rules to follow Jesus, but a simple invitation to God to say, come. We get so complicated with our walk with God that we think that we have to do so many things for God to love us. But God loved you when you were in the storm. God loved you when you were there feed, helping him feed the 5,000. He loves you at every moment of your life. He doesn't condemn you, but he convicts you. He's not, he didn't come to this world for condemnation, but to be salvation for us. He came to save us in our storm. And when we have the faith to say, if that is you, Jesus, bid me so come. It was just enough faith for Jesus says, come on the water. For when Peter saw him, he's, I put it that he probably saw him as the author and finisher of our faith, looking up to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And by a little bit of faith, he stepped out on the boat and he started walking to Jesus. And if you continue reading this passage, it says, in verse 30, and when he saw the winds boisterous, he was afraid. And in the begin and he began to sink and he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And it's sometimes you get into the moment when you are out of the boat and you are walking in faith and you start looking upon Jesus, but the elements that are around you start to be contrary to where you are. And you start not focusing on Jesus, but you start focusing on the elements beside you. And then you get to a moment where when you start looking at the elements, you start to sink and you're like, what, what's going on? I was just walking on the water looking at Jesus. But when you start looking at the elements to the left or right of you, you will start to drown. It's... It's by a step of faith looking to the man of God, looking at the, the everlasting Father, looking at the one who is above all, through all, and in all, and knowing that he is the one that is guiding your path. It's not, the, it's not the water that's below you. It's not the waves that are picking you up and you're on a surfboard on the sea. But no, it's Jesus placing the steps on the water to follow him. It's so simple to say that every time that a man comes to Jesus, he says, follow me, take up thy cross and follow me. It's nothing hard. It's nothing, it's nothing difficult to follow the will of God in your life. It's just to pick up the cross and follow him. Let him be the one ahead of you. Let him be the one that's in front of you. Follow him. Come. But here's the, here's the amazing thing about it. Though the winds may be boisterous and you start to sink and you start to drown, Jesus is still there to pick you out of the water. Where Peter says, Jesus, save me, save me. I, I know I started looking around, beside, around the elements around me, my environment, and I started to fall away, but God, save me. And Jesus was there and picked him out of the water. And it says in verse 31, which blows me away, guys. It says, Immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto them, O thou of little faith, 
Where didst thou doubt? You're telling me that that Peter, the man that's walking on water, had little faith? Let's, Let's put it into perspective. Though he had little faith, he had just enough faith to walk towards God. What about the other disciples beside, behind him? They thought of him as a ghost. They thought of him as an apparition. They thought of him as a man, as, as a nothing. They just thought they were so much fear. But Peter had faith as a grain of mustard seed. And he stepped and started walking towards Jesus. And when he starts giving everything that he had towards Jesus, Jesus was there to pick him up and to take him back to the boat. Oh, thee of little faith, though you have little faith, it will move mountains. Though you have little faith, you will see revival in your church. Though you have little faith, you will start seeing things that you've never saw before. You'll start be walking on water. Now, when he starts walking back on the boat towards the boat, it says in 30, verse 32, And when they came back into the ship, the winds ceased. That means that when Jesus picks up Peter and they start walking back to the boat, the winds and the waves were still contrary to where they were. But what's different is that Jesus is there to keep you in position back to the boat. He's there to pick you up. He's there. He's beside you. He's always been by your side. And now you're full of faith and peace because the Prince of Peace is beside you walking to the boat. And when they step into the boat, the authority of God comes down and makes all the winds cease. Jesus must be the authority of the wind. Jesus must have authority in our lives. Jesus has to be the preeminent God who he is. Let him take you back to your boat you might be looking be looking left and right like my lord i was walking on this water but jesus is now near me i feel a peace where i am i i feel i feel so at, i feel so at ease i feel calm i i know that he's beside me and i get back into the boat and i start going to the direction where he's leading me to go lord jesus i thank you for leading us I thank you for giving us an opportunity that's not complicated, that's not by a set of rules, but it's a simple, come, follow me. And God, I want to follow you for all the days of my life, as David says, that I desire to be in the house of God for all the days of my life. God, I need you in my storm. I need you where I'm at in my season, God, because you are the one that provides. You are the one that is in control. And God, you are the one that controls the winds and the waves, for you're the one that has the authority to bring it down and cease the water. God, be in my life forever. I ask thee, be there. I ask you, God, to give me peace, God. I need it daily, Lord. I need your word daily. God, even in my storm, God, I look upon you, the author and finisher of our faith, God. Looking upon you, God, knowing that you knew me before I was even born. Even in my mother's womb, you knew me. And God, I put all my trust, all my hope in you and my soul. And I thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to check us out on our next episode starting in the season two of the Steadfast Devotion Podcast. Follow us on all of our social media. It'll be all in the show notes. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. You have purpose. Thank you.